Hi, I'm Georgia Love, and you're listening to the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. What do you do with an arts degree? I'm still not sure I know. I skipped three years worth of lectures just to binge watch awful shows. There must be some scholarship for accruing worthless knowledge. It's my only talent, honey. That and losing money. Let your excess hex debts rest and then just join us while we start on our bachelor. Bachelor. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome. It is a Thursday night, and that can mean only one thing. Sorry, cloud control at the Croxton band room. <laughs> We're entering our very own kind of zone. Good. <laughs> Which is to say, good. The Bachelor of Hearts podcast. <laughs> It's a brand new... No, we've been doing it for over a year. <laughs> but it's still good. The gleam hasn't come off the... No, no, the shine is not off the apple. No, or the uh, thorns off the... Ro- no, this is a real pink lady, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's a Bachelor podcast called The Bachelor of Hearts and uh, also a Bachelorette podcast called The Bachelorette of Hearts, um, depending on the season. Uh, and right now it strikes us to talk about uh, The Bachelorette because that's what's on TV. I don't know. It makes sense to me. You feel like... It feels like you've really studied hard to... Uh, be able to do this podcast is that correct are you somehow ironically or uh, uh sarcastically alluding to the fact that my intros have gotten worse in some way <laughs> i refuse <laughs> i refuse to accept that not at all not at all hey guess what my name's xavier abetsky noon and i'm one of the top two members of the podcast there he is and uh up there with me you know you can probably draw your own conclusions about the specifics yeah there's uh, like you can go on ranker.com and, um, you know, there's definitely a listing for it. You know what? Tied for first. Tied for first. Tied for first. Yes. And the guests are also tied for first. All Absolutely. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Eilish. Thank you, our two guests. Oh, yeah. Eilish's new single is out today. It's a fantastic It's listen. dope. Go listen to the new song from Eilish Gilligan. If you guessed on this podcast, you are guaranteed free promo for the rest <laughs> of your life. So form an orderly queue. Anyway, uh, it's the Bachelor of Heart podcast. Yeah. Almost like that, but with me pronouncing the title properly. Say it again. It's the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. Uh, we are back for another week. We are covering the current season, which is Sophie Monk's season of The Bachelorette. Uh, and we will be spoiling things if you are not keeping up with the show. Um, or even if you are. The outcome is the same either way. What are you doing if you're not keeping up with the show? It's fantastic. Get out of that bloody rock. Get? Exactly. It's not what a rock you've been living in. No, <laughs> get not. out of the rock that you've been living in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you smell what the rock's been cooking? <laughs> Yeah, it's been. It's great, you. Dramatic. You're living inside it. I think you're saying great dramatic. It's an explosion television. of volcanoes, Xavier. Oh no, stop! <laughs> uh, Max is taking some cues from one of our least favorite members of the cast this season. Uh, God, we should get into. I mean, how are you, Max? Oh, look, I'm doing great. Yeah. No stresses in my world at all. Wow. Yeah, complete opposite to what I told you half an hour ago. Yeah, I have no reason to Mike. dispute this. No, absolutely not. Things are great. I fly out to America on Saturday morning. Holy. Am I in any way prepared? No. Uh, uh, I have a lot of questions. Uh, you're uh-huh. going to the United States of America. Correct. Where reality TV is the president. Yes. Are you going to try and meet any stars from reality TV? I certainly am. Did I tell <laughs> Wait, you this? Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh. Because I was being very, very facetious. Oh, my God. Okay. So, the Thursday night that I'm there, uh, there is a, an event at the Hollywood Improv. 
starring Wait, what survivors would be, what would be past and present. Oh, uh, that's cool. Survivors it, from US Survivor. US which Survivors. Which is a show that you've watched for 21 years. Yeah, for a long time. You're only 17 years of age. I am. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like, my mum had, like, four years before she fucked my dad for the first time, um, was watching Survivor and was like, womb, pay attention. I, right. 30 years uh, of wedding it's nice anniversary that they picked to out my parents. the name womb. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is true, yeah. Weird that womb you changed is my it middle as name. an adult. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, Max, that's very good to hear. I'm excited for you. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go see some survivors. It do is the a wrong show. Game. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, unless you like romance any of them, then I think it counts as a crossover sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Corinne, what's up? Who's Corinne? Corinne Grant? No, not Corinne Grant. Corinne from Survivor. This She's funny. <laughs> our whole podcast, I feel like, is just like a big, long will they, won't they, with like you and the rest of the cast of Skid House. <laughs> <laughs> like, which one? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Dave Callan. Sure. C- come on come on board. Hell yeah. Yeah, he was good. I really liked Dave I Callen. like Dave Callan. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, all right, we're putting it together our own Bachelor oh. slash Bachelorette style reality dating show, which all of the contestants are just the cast for skit. This would actually be ratings gold. It if actually would be really good. If you had Comedy Bachelor, where all of them were like established comedians, like uh, that's up there with like uh, uh, gender diverse or racially diverse Bachelor in terms of like what I would like to see on my TV. Oh, absolutely. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I would love to see one of the contestants come out and be like, hi, I'm Titty Flanagan. <laughs> Wait, what? Is this like... I don't understand. Is I don't... Like, why don't we, what's your premise for this show? Titty Flanagan. Because like, she's Kitty That's Flanagan. That's name, though. Yeah, I know. See? So is it like strippers who have made their little it's, fake... I don't know. I, it's a skit house. It's a skit. Oh, I see. You get me? So it's some kind of comedy joke? Yes. <laughs> I love those. I know. All right, Max. I'm a little slow getting on board because it's very unfamiliar terrain for me, but, yeah. but I'm, I'm way on board. I'm into it. Well, thank you. Yes. It was a good idea that you so had. So tune in this season on channel... What would it be? It would be 11, right? Yeah, it'd be a spin-off thing. Yeah. Is, is, they still have one? They have one, but one's more for like fishing and sports, right? Great. Perfect, yeah. because we're fishing for uh-huh. comedians. And I just want someone to be a good theatre sport. Ah, hey, thank you. Uh, bravo, bravo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, eight from the, f- the judge who judges narrative. What about the judge who judges uh, triple reverse pikes? Because I'm really good at those. Like, I assume it's like narrative... Uh, how big your dick is. Yep. Triple reverse pike. Yep, They're the yep, three yep, categories, yep. right? And honestly, only one of them matters in the world of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> narrative, guys. Narrative. It's important. All right. Speaking of narrative, there's a whole bunch of narratives being told on this season of The Bachelorette. Uh-huh. Maybe we should dive into a recap. Let's talk into a recap, but let's talk about the boys who we sent home. Oh, of course. This is a big week of uh, of... Sending homes? I think yeah. it's decapitations for decapitations some reason. Decapitations. Well, we're about to recapitation the episode. Ah, that so, must yeah. be what I'm mm-hmm. thinking of. Um, yeah, we, uh, this week we said goodbye to four boys. Four of the boys. Four of the boys. So we went down from 14 to 10. RIP. Yes. Uh, may they may they rest forever and yeah. good, good peace and whatever. Yeah, of course. Dalai Lama, etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, big banana, big ban. <laughs> oh god! D- you did a June Rats reference last week, and I cut you it cut out. Cut it out of the podcast. <laughs> I was, I was like, this is the spot where I made that funny June Rats joke, and you cut it out. 
Didn't hold up. All right. <laughs> Neither did this one, honestly. Okay, okay. Um, let's, uh, who do we... So we're chopping down these boys. Yeah, we're making yeah. some room because we know next week there will be some intruders. Yeah. Um, but for right now, there's still some stragglers who we haven't spent more than 30 seconds with. We're just getting them out of the picture. Mm-hmm. So this week, we say goodbye to Pete, Eden, Jefferson, and Bingham. What do you remember about any of them? Ooh, uh, I had to learn how to spell all of their names, and some of them were quite fun to write down. Yep. It's a bit of a shame we won't be saying Jefferson and Bingham. We lost our good names. Yeah, I think that's it. That's the main sad point here. Um, I feel like... Pete may have done a funny thing somewhere in these two episodes and I wrote it down and forgot about it soon mm, after. I don't recall. Uh, Eden did a bad breakdown, so I That's didn't right. like anything about him. Yep. Jefferson spoke half a sentence, had an accent, then he went home. That's right. Bingham. Nothing. No idea. Just nothing. Just With a Bingham? white male. Yeah, we didn't see or hear anything. But at this point, the point that at which he lives the competition, he's been there for a month. Yeah, I think you're right. It's a month of his life and he has escaped... Literally, completely unscathed. Yeah, I think you're right. You couldn't possibly say a bad word about him or probably any of the others, except maybe Eden's weird cultural appropriation thing. Sure, sure. Um, But yeah, you know, a fairly strong showing. I feel kind of bad that maybe they would have like left their jobs or at least paid some rent they didn't need to or whatever. Sure. You know, but yeah, we shouldn't cry for these people. I'm sure they're doing fine. I I bet they had a great time hanging in that house for a month. I'm sure they're enjoying all their new Instagram followers. Legit. me. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, let's dig into the recap. Let's find out how it all shook out and what else took place on these episodes. Beginning with The Bachelorette, Australia, Season 3, Episode 3. Sam speculates to the boys that one of his Double Delight Rose dates must be coming up. I am going to stop saying Double Delight Rose and start saying DDR because it's <laughs> funny to me. Uh, and Harry walks in with a single date card. The clue reads, on the surface, we make a good pair, but let's delve deeper together. And it is for Luke. Luke was your winner pick. You mentioned him last week, um, and I think he's a pretty strong competitor as well. Uh, Sam is frustrated that he doesn't get his date. This will be a recurring theme. Um, and uh, yeah, let's let's skip across to this little uh, this little date. Right before we do that, I want to jump in with one thing here that I noted at the very top of the episode: the worst Frankenbite. Did you hear it? Oh, I'm not sure I caught it. Okay, so. It's a grab from Jared, who's talking about how he doesn't want Sophie going on any dates with Sam. Ooh. It's bad, and they use it twice. Right. If you're, if you're watching back for some reason, or if you're about to watch the episode, pay attention to that disgusting mm. Frankenbite, because you'll hear going on any dates with Sophie soon. That's weird. It's really I can like, I can feel together. them building a, a rivalry between the two of them, which yeah. may not necessarily be as direct as it seems to be. Yeah. And I feel like it'll probably culminate in a two-on-one. That would be good. I would I think really that, like that. Yeah, like if anyone's going to have a two-on-one, these two seem to be the most directly like butting heads or whatever. Uh-huh. But also I can see them trying to set that up in future, like knowing that that might happen. Uh, so they're, they're putting together some reasons for you to want to see them duke it out. Very good. Um, so yeah, that checks out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I didn't catch that Frank and Mike. It sounds weird. It's very weird. Um, but cut to dolphins, seagulls, and Sophie Monk, the three best aquatic water... T- She's dwellers. a mermaid. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, she says, I think it's pretty obvious why I invited Luke today. He's hot. So good from Sophie. Love it. Love it. Love it. So uh, candid. So great. Yeah. Um, Luke strolls along a beach to meet Sophie, who is seated on a picnic-y, beachy, sort of batchy couch setup. 
and he standard. strolls for a fucking eternity. Yeah, I don't know why they dropped him at like the opposite end of the country. But yeah, he has to like <laughs> he has to like walk around Australia on the beach. Yeah, and like he finally sees her, and it's like, um, have you ever seen the island? Uh, no. Okay, so it's an amazing uh, show, uh, kind of like halfway between Survivor and uh, Bear Grylls. Oh, I think and I meant the movie. No. Mm, okay. Um, so conveniently, Bear Grylls is the person who narrates it. Perfect. And the idea is that they drop these people on an island and they just have to survive. There's no million dollar prize, they just have to survive. Right. These people, in one of the seasons, there's like a men's tribe and a women's tribe. And the women get separated somehow. Okay. And, like, you, they map them out. Like, they do, like, a little cartoon map on the screen of these women walking around the island and, like, getting so disoriented and mm. lost. And they walk for, like, four days in the jungle without food or water. Whoa. And then, finally, they decide, look, we'll just head to the outside of the island, this huge island, and walk around it until we find any other sign of life. And watching these women as they, from the other end of the fucking island see these women way off in the distance mm. and watching them run towards each other is some of the most captivating television that I've m- maybe ever seen. It's stuck imagine. with me. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. And this, from Luke, was not quite as good. Yeah, but <laughs> along a similar tag. Uh, Sophie is surrounded by a series of sandcastles with questions hidden in them, Yeah, uh, which she calls an icebreaker with a difference. I'm sure nobody <laughs> fed her that line. That seems like something somebody <laughs> would say. Uh, the first question that they find... And I guess this is the consequence that comes with putting them randomly in these things. You get a really in- intense one first, like first thing out the gate. Yeah. Which is, uh, what age did you lose your virginity? Like, not a question that I'm necessarily interested in the answer to from anyone. Like, no. Either it's going to be like a bad story or just like uh, any other topic of conversation where you just have like a fun anecdote or whatever. Yeah. But it's too risky. Like, it's a difficult one. Um, yeah. Luke survives. Yeah. His well, anecdote's interesting. Yeah, he says he was 17, um, which Sophie says she was as well. Uh, and then he says that the person, he's, his first partner was like 24, 25 years old. Right. Um, which I'm like thinking that's a little troubling. Yeah. Um, but Sophie's like, oh, who wouldn't? Even, you know, he's such a hearty. He's a hearty, yeah. Which like, you know, we're talking about a 17-year-old. But, you know. Sure. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, what's your most disgusting habit? Uh, Luke bites his nails. Uh, Sophie points out that hers is uh, is swearing a lot. Uh. She says some people major in French or German. I just happen to be fluent in potty mouth, uh, and this will be important later. Mm-hmm. This will come up again. Um, but up next, Sophie wants Luke to teach her how to surf, and I thought this part was actually really fun. It was cute. Yeah, yeah like uh, Luke is a surfer, um, and Sophie says she she looks like she knows how to surf, or she looks like she should know how to surf, which is fun. Uh, and uh, she also wants to get some hands-on tuition. Mm. Wink. Um, she literally winks at the camera. She does do a wink. Yes. yes. I also wrote a little winky emoticon in my <laughs> notes, just so we know. Um, uh, oh, back at the mansion, somebody named Pete. Oh, here he is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he reads the boys a group date card, which says, if our relationship is to bloom, then your true colors must shine through. And I'm very excited about this Casey Chambers date. Um, but yeah. Wait, wait, wait. A Casey Chambers date? Yeah. A Cindy Lauper date? A, a Cindy Lauper date. She must have covered it. Yeah. Casey? Casey Chambers covered the Cindy Lauper song. Uh, I guess I haven't heard the Ridge. It's pretty similar. Cindy Lauper rules. Cindy Lauper's so sick. She's got all different moods. Mm-hmm. She's got Girls Wanna Have Fun. Yeah. She's and they're on the same album. Girls Wanna Have a Bad Time. <laughs> 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 That's the name of the. Yeah. 
the follow-up. The moody. Wow. <laughs> uh, anyway, this dates for Ryan, Jefferson, Sam, Pete, Brett, Eden, Jared, and Mac. Uh, and Mac gets a Vox Pop at the end where he says, I know I'm one step closer to seeing Sophie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. I would say, Mac, that you are like, he's like, in fact, what he says is like, I'm pretty sure I'm one yeah. step closer to seeing Sophie. It's, it's like, so sad. It's a certainty, Mac. Yeah. Yeah. But also like, one of these days she'll notice me. <laughs> oh, it's a little buddy. Pathetic. Um, anyway, back on the single date. Turns out they're not doing the kind of surfing that Luke is used to. Uh, uh-huh. Instead, they wear these big inflatable suits so that they don't drown uh, in a thing called sumo surfing. And sumo surfing itself, I think, seems bad. Um, Sophie drinks a lot of seawater and says it tastes like balls. Oh, good. Um, it really doesn't seem to be a super fun time. Um, but they're playing this really like root and toot and rock and roll music in the background. <laughs> um, so you think it's fun. And like while the, the actual sumo surfing itself doesn't look that fun, it is a really good bit of TV, I think. I, I actually really enjoyed this. Um, it's punctuated by Sophie swearing over and over again in recap, uh, which is fun. It's great character building. And she apologizes to the camera. It's yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I told you I'm no good at it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, she says Luke made the date fun because she knew he didn't care whether she looked silly or good. Yeah. Those are the two options. <laughs> I think you'll find you can be silly and good. Just tune into the Bachelor of Podcast. Thank you. Well done. <laughs> Five stars. Uh, they sit on the beach and they have a long chat about their real lives, which is like a big sign that says that some stuff is happening, I think. Some real things. Yeah. Um, this is good for my Winnipeg. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So Sophie is less of a city mouse um, and also less of a party animal than Luke might have assumed. City mouse? Like... Town, town, oh yeah, town mouse. You know town mouse and country mouse? No. Oh, it's this old fable. Oh. There's two mouses. Yeah. Um, one of them's plugged into a computer in the city and one uh-huh. of them's plugged into a computer in the country. <laughs> and uh, together yeah. they lick the plate clean. Uh, you know what? The mythology's out there. You can Google it. Okay. Um, I would rather bingham it. That's my joke. I'm going to use it later. Ah, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'd rather ask Jeeves. <laughs> I'd um, rather ask James. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Uh, Sophie also doesn't like crowds. She likes to skip the after party after the red carpet event and so on and so on. Go to dinner with someone that she likes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. And there's some, some very nice lush strings that play throughout this. Yep. Sort of, uh, yeah, he's, he's doing a good job. It's a good vibe here from both of them. Yes. Uh, Luke and Sophie sit down at a proper bachelor couch, this time with a back... <laughs> Oof. <laughs> uh, for that lumbar support <laughs> um, with some wine and cheese and in recap Sophie says that touchy-feely things like talking about her feelings don't come naturally to her she can do it in movies because it's acting but she gets embarrassed in real life yeah which is good and and like breaks down the bachelorette like uh, the traditional way that bachelorettes behave I think in quite yeah. a good way and also the uh, the like the you but you're Sophie Monk you yeah. know what I mean? Um, which is what she's been hammering at since the first episode. Sure. You know, what the public perception of her is. Yeah. It's definitely like a big opportunity for a rebrand and she's taking it, but I think she's doing it pretty classily. Yeah, she's doing a good job of it. And Luke uh, is handling this so gracefully. Yeah. Doing such a good job here. Just being very, very natural. Um, like she's like, can we have some cheese? And he's like, bloody oath. Yeah. You know, like, truth, mate. yeah, he's just not anything but himself. And I really appreciate that from him. Yeah. Mm. I will say it's not, uh, we're not doing meat watch right now, but this is a non-vegan cheese. Oh, uh, just, just throwing it out there. Cause I wasn't sure. Mm. Okay. Did you look it up? Well, I mean, I looked at the cheese. Oh, okay. Yeah. How do you know? 
You can feel it. <laughs> By when looking a, at it? When you have a connection with vegan cheese, like <laughs> I mean, you, can, you can see the imitators. Okay. Um, so Sophie asks why Luke is still single, and he answers that he was in a relationship when he was 21 that only ended recently, and he's 33 now. Okay. Um, so you get the impression that that might be a bit of a painful su- subject. Um, but Sophie relates to it, having been in a seven-year relationship um, that she started while in high school. Uh, and obviously, she's had some other public you know, relationships that we know about. Yeah. Um, but her first relationship would have carried her through pop stars. Like, that was, she was 19 right, when yeah. that was happening. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't remember if we met any of her partners oh, on God, pop no. stars. It yeah. wasn't really that kind of show. Neither. Um, I definitely remember her singing Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Isn't it funny? I went back and watched Pop Stars um, yeah. and, and all of the singers do Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Yep. Like they got the rights to use maybe four or five songs. I think like <laughs> one, there's one Christina Aguilera song that everyone sings or something. Yep. It's very strange. It it's is not very, how they do those odd. shows anymore. Yeah. I also want to say this. Mm-hmm. The third season of Pop Stars. Have we talked about Scott Kane yet? The third season of Pop Stars? Yeah. I thought it was just Bardo, then Scandalous, and that was it. And then Scott Kane. What? Who's yeah. Scott? He's the winner Jim of Rash. season. Th- oh God! <laughs> Vindicated. Had <laughs> <laughs> a party with Scott Kane. Very good. I like that a lot. No, but who is he? Um. So Scott. Uh, Scott Kane. <laughs> Do you know who Greg Alexander is? No. He's the guy from the New Radicals. Right. You get what you give. That songwriter. Oh, great. And he's written songs with like Taylor Swift and a million other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wrote the song for Scott Kane called I'm Moving On, and it is a pop gem. Great. Yeah. If you are into oh, this yeah, and you want to hear a great the, pop song. The New Radicals dude is like a pro, like a real big songwriter. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And so he wrote this for Scott Kane as the winner of season three of Pop Stars. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, it's a proper hit. Okay. Yeah. But I didn't ever hear about him. It's a shame. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens when you're on the third season of a... Oh, no, Sophie! No, Sophie! <laughs> um, Sophie says she attracts the wrong type of people. And and we're really underlining this branding of Sophie's search for a good Aussie bloke, I yeah. think. Um, and, and I think it's important that they're bringing this up again on this date, like with Luke, when you know, especially considering how they're positioning good point. Luke and yes. what he might be to her or whatever. Yep. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I can see what you're thinking. We're going into the winner pick. If there's a weird edit point there, it's because I just sneezed, and <laughs> when I sneezed, I realized I accidentally dabbed at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking cool, dope. Um, um, so Sophie thanks him for being a gentleman and for being genuine, a gentleman, genuine gentleman, yeah. uh, and she hands him a rose. Um, but then there's this weird moment, and I, I don't know if you remember this, but I Sophie, certainly do. Yeah, Sophie sort of starts gazing off into the middle distance, uh, and Luke asks if she's okay, and then she says yes without really looking at him, and then he goes, "Is it awkward if I want to kiss you?" And then in recap, she says, "Stop asking, Luke. Just do it. Just bloody kiss me already." But in the footage, she barely seems to nod. Yeah, and it's really strange. I don't really know. It goes to show how uncomfortable she is. Yeah. Everything that she's talked about is coming to prophecy here. I guess that's true. I guess she is just kind of nervous about the whole thing. It seems to me like a weird, like, you know, she's in recap. She's like, oh, don't ask, just do it or whatever, which to me is a red flag. Oh, yeah. uh, And not a good message. But then also in the moment, she's like seemingly much less comfortable with it than she seems to be. 
I don't know. It's uh, it's Muddy Waters here. I'm not a fan. And yeah. I am a fan of Muddy Waters, a blues musician. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yes. We're a fan of Sweet Home Chicago. Sure. We're not going to... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not going to go wrong there. Is that the movie? No, Sweet Home Alabama. Sweet Home... Yeah, yeah. We're a fan of that too, True. but that's Skinhead. No, Reese. Oh. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they get their smooch on, uh, and, you know, this, this smooch... It's a lot better than the one we had last week with Jared, in my opinion, but oh. still, it's a little bit uncomfortable. It's Yeah, this is just something that's not quite there, um, but the main thing is that it's not the kiss with Jared. Um, it looked like... The, I watched that again last week, and mm. it looked like she was kissing her dad. Yeah. It's just... Ugh. It's I, gross. We'll get to Jared later. There's more that I have to say about Jared. Yeah, okay. Well, well let's move on. Um, up next, Sophie has planned something cheeky for the group date. Uh, her parents are involved... Which is kind of weird. It never happens that that early that the family really gets involved. Um, but I really like what Sophie has planned for this date. It's this is very funny and cool. A very top quality date that I really had very few problems watching at all. Yeah. Um, they're undercover. Sophie's parents are undercover as the drivers that are taking the boys to the date. Uh, and they're undercover in, you know, in the hopes of sussing out what the boys are really like and what it's all about behind closed doors and that sort of thing. Yeah. Which is just fun. It's like, great. Yeah, and and this date is kind of turns out to be exactly what I hoped it would be when we saw the little teaser last week. The parents are playing characters and they're having fun with it. And like, like I said, there's no reason why they necessarily have to go on the show. No. So the fact that they do and like bring their A game is really fun. It's great. Yeah, it's a great delivery system for the characters of these boys, and and you know we get to learn a little bit more about them, but mostly it's kind of just like underlining. The things we already know. Yeah. Um, Jared gushes about seeing Sophie's smile and her blue eyes. Um, <laughs> and Max's like, aren't they green? Yeah. And then he's <laughs> like, I'm, I'm pretty sure I fucking noticed. Maybe take a closer <laughs> look. Um, he's Sam, so intense. Sam gushes about the difference between love and lust in a very objectifying and pretty chauvinistic kind of way. Can we talk about Sam now? Yeah, if you want. I want to just deal with this here because I've made some thoughts on Sam. Okay. You've made some thoughts. I have made some thoughts in my brain. Right. Okay. So these are the thoughts that I made. Firstly, we have villains on this season, right? They're like Ryan, uh, Blake is a big villain. Yep. Sam's another character who you might think is kind of a villain based Mm. on the edit that he's had so far. And I actually think that he's the worst of the lot. Yeah. The thing about Blake especially, is that he knows that he's playing the villain character. Definitely, right? yeah. And and you can tell that he knows and, you know, yeah, it's it's very transparent. Sam is so clueless as to why he is so, like, unconscionably buffoonish mm. and that is what makes him so much worse. It definitely feels more dangerous. Yes. Because it, it seems like he thinks even now that he can get away with anything. Yes. And that sort of thing. And that teaches people watching at home that they could also get away with things like that. Yeah. You are getting like pure, unadulterated Sam uh, as distinct to someone who is playing a character or playing it up to be a villain to the ca- to the cameras. And yeah. that dude that you're getting is a fucking clown. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I will say, like, as ghoulish as some of the, like, toxic masculinity that's on display during this date, particularly from Sam, is. Yeah. I do think, in this particular instance, it is softened somewhat, because it's funny to watch Sophie's family, like, reacting whilst trying to keep a straight face and that yes. sort of thing. And so, like, it is an enjoyable watch this time around. Yeah. It's not something that I want to condone them doing or anything like that. It's fu- it's funny because, like, you're in on the joke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Um, and the joke is at their expense. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's nice when the show is like level. seems to be leveling some sort of criticism at these people, uh-huh. particularly when we aren't necessarily like sending them home or anything like that at this point, mm. um, which we'll talk about, I guess, a bit later. Um, but anyway, the, the group date, uh, the men on the group date arrive at Two Cooks Co-op and they rendezvous with Sophie and Osha. Osha! Hey. Remember? Ah, uh, that's uh, we like this guy. He needs a music cue or something for this podcast. He I should think, have. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what it would be. named Osha. <laughs> What's the Australian Idol theme song like? Um, Actually, good. Bow, 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 now. Yeah. Now, 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 now. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Pretty yeah, close, so. yeah. You're halfway between Australian Idol and like aerobics Oz style there. Yeah, I think I was getting a little bit of maybe like Weakest Link or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a show that could come back. I would come. I would come that back. <laughs> you would be <laughs> Cynthia. Is that her name? Uh, I don't knows? remember. Yeah. No one could possibly. Fran. Tune in for our Weakest Link podcast starting <laughs> next year. Uh, Osha reveals that today's date will revolve around scribble art. And they will be required to express their feelings in a visual medium. And the most profound expression, as judged by art analyst Ellen Parry, will win some alone time with Sophie. Twist is, Ellen Parry does not exist. What? what? Uh, Ellen Parry is actually Sophie's little sister in disguise. Um, and wearing a wig. Yeah, there's this. she's wearing this hilarious like hippy-dippy outfit and a crazy brown wig. Because I guess maybe she'll be too recognizable or at least too similar to Sophie. Yeah. Um, this is fun. This is just it's fun. It's so good. I like, like when we have hijinks uh-huh. and they're not at anyone's expense, really. It's a great hijinks to pull. And like you can watch Sophie like anytime the camera pans to her, she's trying not to piss herself totally, laughing and look totally. at her sister. And that's very cute and funny. And there's a bit of that with Ellen's performance as well, which yes. I will say she does an amazingly oh, good she's job. She's incredible. She's yeah. really she should be an actor. Character. She should be in theater sports. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. She should be in our skit house dating show. <laughs> um, Ellen wants them to treat their artwork like it's a relationship with zero fear. I like that she's just making up some aphorisms and stuff. She's yeah, like yeah. trying to make them not question the fact that she's whatever an art analyst is. Yes. Um, they have 10 minutes to sketch an artwork revolving around a tree. It's kind of like how you don't question that Luke is a business culture analyst. <laughs> is that what it is? I think it was a business coach, assistant. Culture, Ma- coach, yeah. consultant. Oh, who fucking knows? Who could say? Um, we learn that Mac is colorblind. Um, just a character detail Coffee, for Coffee, black, Mac. and egg white. What's that? Coffee, black, and egg white. I still don't get it. Oh, the, count- the Counting Crows song? The beautiful Counting Crows song from the movie? Um... I am colorblind. Oh, from the movie Shrek 2. No, what movie is it from? Accidentally in. I can't see any colors. There's a setting (laughs) in video games to make it visible. Which movie was it in? Cruel Intentions. Ah. Yeah. Have you ever seen Cruel Intentions? No. Uh, Erotic thriller. (laughs) Is that right? Yeah. Cool. (laughs) Counting crows. (laughs) Nothing says erotic thriller like a fat guy with dreads. <laughs> Fake dreads. <laughs> True that. Is that too long for an episode title? <laughs> uh, okay, okay, okay. Um, I think At a Party Who's Scott Kane is a great <laughs> <laughs> episode title. 
Uh, we learn Jared's favorite color is blue, and he has also memorized that Sophie's favorite color is blue too. And he wears his fucking blue clothes, yeah. and later he wears a fucking blue suit. It's funny though. I mean, it's like literally everyone blue. at every cocktail party in the Bachelorette for the whole three seasons has been wearing blue. Yeah, because they're men and they're not allowed to change clothes. Oh my god, it's, it's like blue or like bluish gray or like a sort of dark blue or like a bluish black type of thing. Yeah, or like a gray with a blue pinstripe kind of deal. Sure, yeah. yeah. Or like, yeah, black with like a blue shirt. Yep. Yeah. I'm wearing a shirt that says no blues. I just realized. Uh-huh, you are too, yeah, yeah. Um, this stuff with Sophie's sister is so fucking good. She's like, I have no idea what an art analyst is or what it would be. She's talking to the camera. She's yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm literally making up everything right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hope these guys are buying it. It's very funny. It's great. Um, but then she gets a little bit of quality time to actually see what these dudes are all about. Like yep. it does also pay off. Um, she sees right through Sam's pride. Um, she taps into Jared's oh so wholesome values. Uh, and she even brings out some new aspects of a couple of characters, like Max colorblindness thing she talks to him about. Yeah. Um, she even puts forward a decent analysis of Ryan, who previously to this had kind of just been a real villain. Yeah. Like a super intense kind of jerk like brooding like dark like you never understood i think the word might be controlling even yeah yeah i think there's a lot of that like entitled Mm -mm. yeah um but with with her guidance uh he admits that his mother's passing um may have hindered his ability to be attached in a relationship oh which like that's big yeah um and you know that if that hasn't happened to me i don't i don't expect to know what that's like me neither yeah um although like don't be a rude man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is that line to be drawn. Um, yeah. You can feel sorry for someone and there are circumstances that can happen in your life that profoundly affect the way that you are and how you see the world, but mm. it's no excuse to be a dickhead. Exactly. And also, like, if you find yourself behaving that way around other people, like, you don't have to be on The Bachelorette. Yes. You know? <laughs> you can... There is that. <laughs> There's there is definitely there that. You don't have to take that thing and exploit it on television. Yes. Yes. Uh, the group reconvenes, uh, and Osha explains the ruse. Uh, Ellen's real name is Lucy. Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. Yep. And it turns out that the real scribble art was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> um, and then he also <laughs> he also reveals that their drivers from earlier were actually Sophie's parents, Andrew and Sandy. Yeah. To which the boys are like, no. No, oh, that's no. not true. Oh, that's no. impossible. <laughs> and Osha's like, such a feelings bachelor contestant. You know this to be true. We get the joke. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Sam has embarrassed himself uh, and he feels a bit silly. Um, Where I have hope- we seen this storyline before? Yeah, I'm hoping that more judgment comes down upon him at this point. It doesn't really end up happening. Yeah. Uh, the family are all brought out at this point. Sophie's dad, Andrew, raises the part about Sophie having been kissed a couple of times uh-huh. as a concern. Uh, and then really takes a moment to reinforce like his position as the patriarch of the family, which seems to be mostly women. And then he's like, I would never let my girls have boys over. And if I saw them sneaking around my house, they'd be dead meat or whatever. Oh, good Lord. Which like, uh, I don't know if we needed more male aggression on this show at this point. <sighs> well, there's more coming up. Mm, that's true. Um. Anyway. Sophie's family neck nominate Ryan for the extra time with Sophie. Um, Why do they do that? I do not know. That's dumb. Yeah, I mean, Sophie's sister is like, oh, I guess there's more to Ryan than Sophie might have noticed at this uh, point. Oh, okay. Maybe it would be best for her to hear this thing, I guess is the thinking behind it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he he's not giving great vibes to me. 
Anyway, uh, they are sitting down on a fire-lit bachelor couch and sharing some champagne. Sophie says he came off a bit angry on night one, um, <laughs> which is an understatement. Um, but actually, he just kind of had a wall up saying that uh, he says that it's hard to commit because he's still hurt from his mom's passing, which like, yeah, I understand yeah. Um, that. Well, I don't understand that. I don't know what that could be like. It yeah. must be horrible, um, but also, like, just don't go on the show. Like, yep. yeah, um, if you're going to be a dick. Uh, yeah. In recap... You can empathize, but you can't understand. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. there's, like, there's a line to draw there as well. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. That sucks. Don't put yourself on TV to be exploited in this way. Yeah, because exactly. You will if you're be emotionally vulnerable in any this. way, like, The Bachelorette is a bad choice it's for you. It's a bad place for you to be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, part of the reason I've never gone on the show. <laughs> um, in recap, Sophie says she's not sure Ryan is ready yet, but she still seems willing to let, let things develop. She doesn't send him home or anything like that. So, all right. Okay. Let's see. I mean, he could turn it around. I just, I just don't know. Could have a heart of gold. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. But then things sort of change a little bit. Uh, the mood changes um, uh, <laughs> Sophie asks what Ryan is looking for in a partner, which he has already said is someone who, quote, takes care of themselves, like, mm. physically. Uh, and Sophie's like, you mean like a hot girl? And Ryan says, yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, which cool. Is, yeah. Is, <laughs> you c- I think you could, you could, you could do, you, you're bad, Ryan. <laughs> Fuck you. It's bad. I, but it also goes without saying that the person that you date, you want to be attracted to. Uh, yeah, exactly. Don't but say like, it. There's no reason to ever yeah, say it. Yeah, no reason like, to ever say it. It's completely like uh, spoken. You are spoken for in that regard. Yeah, and I want to give him the benefit of the doubt and say like maybe he thought he was saying Sophie is hot or whatever. Yeah. But like even then, you don't really need like. And you, you know? certainly don't need to say it two times. Yeah, and there's plenty of other stuff you could say about mm-hmm. Sophie or anyone Goodness else. Gracious, yes. Uh, in recap, Sophie says that that's not her unless she's on television, which I think is fun. Yeah. Um, I like that she is not taking what he's saying to heart. And she's knowingly on television at that yeah, time. Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and looks fucking glamorous as well. Um, Ryan also says he doesn't like someone that swears a lot. Uh, and Sophie starts making <laughs> hilarious faces <laughs> off camera, just being like, Bleh! "What did he say?" Yeah, yeah. Um, just there saying, was like the one where she just mouthed "fuck." Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, my yeah. favorite. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and she, yeah, she says she's fucked if that's the case. <laughs> but close, uh, close, but actually Ryan is the one who's fucked. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ryan's comments like, "Well, yeah, but you can still look hot while you're relaxed." Uh, total garbage. <laughs> Um, what is this? Yeah, because so- Sophie's like, oh, you know, at home I like chilling out in Ugg boots and, you know, I'm not really going to... And he's like, yeah, but you could still like, you know, just not like full hair and makeup, just like enough, you know, like oh. <laughs> whatever. Like that's not what he says, but that's the line. Yeah, I know, I know, but that's the vibe. Um, yeah, uh, it- it's total garbage. It is good, like, like, like we said before, that the show seems to be rolling its eyes at him as well. Yeah. You know, if I can personify it a little. And a superficiality in general. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and at least Sophie is, you know. Uh, definitely. She definitely doesn't seem to be buying it. He attempts to kiss her and she pulls away very quickly. <laughs> and then we pull away to the cocktail party. So Pete, this gentleman from before, he's been on the show the whole time. Oh, big Pete. He's a man we haven't spent more than a couple of seconds with. Um, he says the funniest thing of the episode. Let's say. And he's about to go home, so I feel like he deserves a moment. Um, he was on the group date and he says that the men who were on the group date got monked. Oh. Because it was a prank uh, TV and uh, Sophie Monk. Also. Very good. Like Ashton 
I like that. <laughs> it was good. Right. I thought of Tony Shalhoub before I thought of Oh, uh, yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. Sophie rocks up and immediately gets totally mobbed by these boys again. This is a pattern. Um, and maybe it just seems more shark-like because I'm scared of some of these dudes. Yeah. But, uh, you, you, it's not the same, like, vicious thing on The Bachelor, I think. The women are much more patient and much more reserved, I guess. Maybe just because society's conditioned women to be like that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's testosterone in abounds here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's weirdly dominant behavior. Um, in some alone time with Sam, Sophie takes the chance to call out his objectifying comments during the photo shoot on the group date last week. He explains that his comments about her, quote, cans, uh, and I don't think he's talking about headphones. No. Um, were an attempt to deflect his nerves using humor, uh, and an attempt to, quote, soften the moment. Um, (laughs) (laughs) that's not, that's not the joke I'm thinking of, but, um, uh, yeah, there's, I mean, yeah, there's, stop laughing. (laughs) I'm being serious. My moment was so soft (laughs) when I was watching this. Yes. Um, (laughs) there's really nothing funny about what he said. No. It doesn't make sense to use a humor defense if what you're saying is completely unfunny. Yes. Um, and... Like, if you want an example, a better example of people using humor as, like, a coping mechanism, yeah. you really don't need to go any much further you than the Bachelor of Hearts podcast exactly right here. Right. You're, You're listening, listening to it right to now. Show's awful. Five stars. <laughs> um, Jared decides to confront Sam about their differences. Um, we get this little, little face-off. It's very quick, just before the ad break. Um, Jared says, obviously, we live in a mansion and there's Chinese whispers, which I think is now, a, like, a phrase that we don't say anymore. Yeah. Um, Jared, get the memo. Um, get with the the program, Jared. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's get with rumors. the Chinese whispers. Yeah, there's, bro. there's rumors that have been plaguing the house. Um, but yeah, we we really don't see actually that much of this conflict. No, uh, really. We just see it to camera about each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it, it really seems to be an excuse to just play that tension building music that they always play before the last ad break. Yep. <laughs> It's a little formulaic. I think we've seen too much of the show. <laughs> uh, anyway, we get to the rose ceremony and our guiding light, Oscar Ginsberg. Oh, he's back. Yes, he is. He greets the men, hoping that those on the group date are comfortable with the impressions that they left on Sophie's family. Because that's a fair point. Now they've met the fam. Yeah. How'd they do? Some of them not great. Anyway, uh, Luke is safe with a rose, but the remaining 14 will be cut down by three tonight. Mac is given the first rose and seems somewhat bewildered to be up first. He's like, huh? Oh, okay. <laughs> like he's never heard his name before. Yeah. Um, Mac is starved for attention, isn't he? A little bit, yeah. yeah. There's he seems a little, okay. Yeah, he seems all right. He has There's a couple of moments. Yeah. And he gets a couple more in the next episode as well. I don't know if we're building towards anything with Mac other than like the Labrador edit, but yeah. he's um he's okay. He's going to get a real nice smiley goodbye in I a week so. or two. Like, I think so. It won't be emotional, but she'll definitely smile as he's leaving. Yeah. I want to say Mac will probably survive the first round of like eliminations after the intruders. Just yeah. Just because we've seen enough of him. Well, we've got to get rid of like Harry first. Yeah. And like, unfortunately, Hayden. Yeah. No, Hayden wins. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, you'd think with three eliminations, we could get rid of one of the major scumbags of the group, but uh, that doesn't happen at this point. They're all still represented. Instead, we get rid of three background characters, all of which I would say seemed at least marginally more interesting than some of the boys that we're left with. Yeah. Um, Or at least, like, they got a sentence or two in this episode. Yeah. Um, But there's almost no time for the goodbyes anyway. They all leave in a minute or so. Uh, with Pete, Eden, and Jefferson all going home. I want to say, if you're looking at this cast right now, mm-hmm. is there anyone outside of Luke who could possibly win? Hayden. 
<laughs> might be it. Uh, we know there's intruders coming. There's going to be four of them. Yeah. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see. There's just no one else. Yeah, right? there's not like, a lot of real friends. You look at this cast, and there is just nobody else. And she must have been shitting herself behind the scenes. Like, if Luke's all that there is, which, mm. sure, like, he's a good dude. He and seems fine. That's fine. But, like, who else is there? Well, she didn't go on the show to be presented with 17 non-choices. Exactly. And one real guy. Exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and it certainly feels like even the people who are being passed off as legit choices, like Jared, who just clearly is not a choice. No. Uh, like, he almost is now existing to play part of this, like, tension music fiddle thing with, with Sam. Yeah. You know, and... There's the Sam Jarrett. Shut it a thing, Jarrett. Jarrett is going to be right down at the end there. Like, we're going to have to be watching him. Oh, we're going to have to, like, I... Ooh. There's plenty more Jarrett to come. Yeah. There's also plenty more Bachelor of Hearts podcasts to come as we dive directly into The Bachelorette Australia Season 3, Episode 4. I need a good sound effect for when I make a good segue that I'm happy with. That was very good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little ding, maybe? Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. I should have, I should have a ding. A ding. ding seems important. Yeah. yeah. So, at the mansion, and let's not waste any time, Osha walks in to greet them and to pull a surprise out of his pants for them, uh, as he normally does, not just a new one. (laughs) Um, But there's no card, because Sophie wants all of them to be there this week, um, and the group date is, in fact, happening now at the mansion, uh, and Osha brings out Sophie, because apparently it's not a group date with him, unfortunately. Sad. That's a bummer. He he tags along, but it's not like they're dating him. Yeah. That's maybe next year. If we vote, yes. Yeah, true. One of these decades. Yeah. <laughs> it is, you know, like, it's it's that thing where, like, obviously Sophie has to get straight married first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, yeah, Osher as well is also married, but once they introduce the same-sex marriage, um, that's going to be annulled. And yes, so of course, of course. Again, yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, he could marry, like... Uh, any a dude or a cactus or, yeah, like or a, a cat yeah exactly if you wanted to yeah, yeah. certainly seems like uh, all reasonable choices um, so yeah uh, just go ahead and uh, do the responsible thing this is hot <laughs> uh, Asha says what are you looking for today and Sophie says a real man one who can do manly things like fix things and Asha says today we will find out who is the manliest in the inaugural Bachelorette Real Man Games. Now, Max, you're a man. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Tame Impala's Cause I'm a Man plays in the background. <laughs> uh, this, I wanted to go outside and get my spew bucket. Yeah. You know, I think most real men have spew buckets for when <laughs> things make them viscerally upset. That's right. But yeah. not to profile. Like, women can have them too. And Certainly. You know, people all over the gender spectrum. Anyone can chunder. Yeah. In, yeah. Into whatever type of vessel they so choose. Exactly true. That's how we feel. Obviously, this is not uh, the traditional <laughs> values being put forward by this TV show. It is such a traditional portrayal of masculinity that's yeah. on display here. And, you know, what it takes to be a man is to build shit and change a tire and plank. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's it's physical strength and ability to do tasks, and I almost feel like there's the shell of something worthwhile here. Like Sophie's talking about how she doesn't know how to change a tire and how she doesn't know how to do some of these practical, useful things that like, 
let's say if you're starting a life with somebody, it would be useful if one of you knew one how of to you do knew it. Them. Yeah, yeah. I can understand like a usefulness challenge yes. or a practical skills challenge yes. or like a some kind of life skills or even just like an education program. Where, Healthy like, Harold. W- yeah. Yeah. If we were to ensure that all of these boys were well equipped to handle situations regarding like, you know, adult stuff. Yeah. If she was to write down a list of stuff that she just wasn't good at and then we could like meet her in the middle in some way. Sure. Fine. Yeah. Don't have this, like, dick-swinging contest. Which is exactly what it is. Yeah. 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 In fact, firstly, with the plank-off, uh, she uh, she asks, which one of you is the biggest planker? And they do a lot of jokes about how the word planking or planker sounds like, well, you know. Yes. Planks debating. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they plank on a big old platform by the pool. And Sophie says, oh, I Planks, this. platforms, ply the pool. <laughs> Max, please don't joke because this is bad. <laughs> Sophie says, if you give up early, that just means you're a bit of a girl. So, <sighs> you've so been doing so good. You've done a, you had done a really good job. And there's another moment later in this episode. Even uh, worse yeah, later yeah, on. Yeah. yeah. But look, we like Soph. Uh, however, this is, uh, this is not an easy one to redeem, you know, yeah. in terms of what we're putting into the minds of the nation at 7.30 on a Thursday night. And that's the thing as well. Like, this date is so bad. And, like, we hate what it seems to be standing for or whatever. But Sophie has shown a willingness and an ability to, like, question things about these dates and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and to subvert already yeah. within, like, four episodes, you but know? But yet, for some reason, this one, like, goes under the radar for her. She's happy to let this, like, she's playing along. You yeah, know? she wants a, a, like, and it's the thing that makes me question a little bit when she's like, yeah, I picked Luke because he's hot. Mm. Like, he's, a like, a buff stack kind of dude, you know? Yeah. And, like... Maybe she's being genuine about that, and it's not reflecting a uh, level of like, uh, like playing it up to the cameras and a, a like a wink and a nod mm. to what the narrative and what the understanding of what we expect from the Bachelorette franchise yeah. to be. Yeah, but maybe she just like is just playing straight to like, yeah, he's hot and I want to fuck him. Yeah, sure. Which like also is great. Yeah, it's um, cool, but it's also like you know like he's hot because he is. Uh, Man. Yeah, exactly. You know? And he's like ruggedly built and, you know, he that's has these features. Like, and, and that's cool. Be ruggedly built and have these features and like, that's sick. Yeah. But also, it doesn't mean that people who aren't ruggedly built can't be... Fuck machines? Yeah. Yeah. That exact thing. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I've been trying to tell people this for ages. Like, Big Bird. Yeah. Fuck machine. That guy fucks like a... He uh, fucks like a champ. Yeah. Yeah. When you listen to James Brown and he talks about being like a sex machine, yeah. Now he's dead. <laughs> yeah, Hugh Hefner dead too. Hold, wait, I didn't hear about that. What? Excuse me? Yeah, you didn't no. hear about this today? No, I slept through most of uh, the day. Ah, right. Okay. Cool. I've been living in a rock. Yeah. No, Hugh Hefner just uh, ran out of cum and now he's dead. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. He is super dead though. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Well, good on you. Ninety-one. Nineteen ninety-one is when he died. No, nineteen ninety-one is. Now. Uh, when I was born, oh. Hugh Hefner and I share the same birthday. Okay. Uh, the really? 9th of April. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah, I know. Well. So he's only like 75 years older than me. <laughs> he was. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, that's true. Anyway, when James Brown sings, get up, get on up. <laughs> do you think he's talking to himself? <laughs> Maybe he is. Uh. Get on the scene. 
I listened to that song for the first time in a while yesterday. It is hard to listen to. Oh, yeah. Because he is a thirsty man. He certainly is. Like, yeah. I, there's two genres of James Brown that I like. There's the, there's the, um, there's the, I feel good, which is just like, oh, it's a great positive message. Yeah. And then there's like, I'm a man who wants to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and that stuff really hasn't held up. <laughs> that side of things, less easy to listen to. Yeah. 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 Oh, Usher also says any real man worth his salt knows how to change a tire. You should be able to do it in a manner of seconds. And I'm like, oh, sure, I'm going to disappoint you so much oh, one day. Oh, Oshie, I'm so sorry. I don't know how to do anything. Mm. I really hope he's taking the piss. Like, in a matter of seconds, really? I think that he is taking the piss. You I told... Hope. I fucking hope so. Yeah, you told the story a couple of weeks back. Yeah. I can't remember when it was. About how your Uber driver broke down and you had to change his tire? Correct. How long did it take you? Like 20 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's good or not. I can't comment. I couldn't I possibly no say. Idea. The men are separated into two teams. They are separated into tall and short men. And we then we watch them, you know, they turn the uh, the jack. Uh, and then they use the uh, other, other jack to um, max. All right. So you got the handle. And then you got the thing with the, the hook. Okay, so you don't know either. <laughs> right? No, no, no. But there's like a sockety kind of guy. Gotcha. And you stick it on the nut. Roger that. Yep. So, and oh, then, it's well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Righty tighty. Yeah. Righty tighty lefty loosey, uh -huh. right? But the way that it works is that you like attach the guy and then you've got this fella over here. Mm -hmm. And These then gestures you are really good. Yeah. Guys, I'll, I'll do them for you just so you don't miss out. Okay, so Great. here we go. And there's one like that. Yeah, there's one exactly like that. So okay, the so then you like hook yeah. the long one into the one with the hook on it. Got it. Right? And then you use the one with the hook on it to spin the long one, and that gets the jack off. Got it. That's how you jack off a nut. <laughs> Max, if a little... If you helped your Uncle Jack Antonoff off a horse... <laughs> uh, Max, I'm a little tired of this date. Uh -huh. Max, I'm a little tired <laughs> of this... Oh, no, that's... <laughs> Okay. Ah, a royal flush. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, after the ad break, the winner is declared. Uh, it was the short boys. Um, I literally just didn't take any notes while this was happening. Was yeah, yeah. Uh, but Jared keeps on going for some reason. Oh, this is so desperate. Yeah, he's going above and beyond, I guess, in his eyes. Uh, some guy says it's like a scene out of RoboCop. <laughs> now, is that the only movie that he's seen? Have you seen it? Uh, yeah, I have seen Rob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Ro if you haven't seen it, Rob O'Cop, it's the inspiring story of an Irish police officer. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to cut his teeth <laughs> when he gets transferred <laughs> to the Detroit PD. <laughs> but I don't really see the resemblance between <laughs> Robert O'Cop. Robert. <laughs> Robert O'Cop. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Jared uh, still feels pretty proud of himself Despite coming in last place Because he managed to complete the challenge Jared's a fucking creep And I Jared, hate this What do you want right now? I don't Like do you want a fucking cookie Jared? Is yeah, that you what want you want? a fucking runners up prize The thing is about these 31 year old wine oh. Wine vineyard owning millennials <laughs> Is everyone thinks they get a participation everyone trophy Everyone they're fucking entitled to a trophy Or a kiss from Sophie Yeah exactly a Sophie trophy <laughs> so, <laughs> That was the episode title Yeah uh, Up next the remaining challenges are split into old versus young. Gross. And they are challenged to set up flat pack furniture as quickly as possible. Ryan is a builder in real life, um, but it turns out he is not the best at this. Uh, and when everyone realizes it's been over an hour of building, 
Um, it's like a montage where the clock re- moves its hands around real fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Salvador Dali's like, <gasps> it's melting. <laughs> um, Sophie comes out with a <laughs> Salvador Dali is the count from Sesame Street. It's <laughs> melting. <laughs> ah, it's ah, Mario. Ah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's a melt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right. <laughs> Sophie comes out with a bucket full of cold ones for the boys. Ah, good. Frothy ones after Love a, a long, hard day, a long, a hard-earned thirst. L- yeah, it needs a big cold day on the tools. That's right. Mm. Uh, yeah, as if uh, it's a big day on the tools for Sophie. Oh boy, because <laughs> they're all tools. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This date, I feel like there's probably enough like macho bullshit happening without objectifying Sophie like this or whatever. But yeah. I don't know. Whatever. It's some somebody's dream. It's some traditional fucking general bullshit. Yep. Ryan realizes that his drawers have been put together upside down. And I'm not talking about his underpants, hey. although he sort of sounds like he's got his knickers in a twist. Hey. Um, Hayden is exhausted and takes a nap under some of his furniture's wrapping paper. Hayden's still my <laughs> number one. He's great. He's Look, good. He's good. It's just a shame that he's not going to win or get any screen time. What are you talking about? He's yeah. still got so many dabs up those sleeves. <laughs> Uh, Ryan beats the shit out of his wardrobe with a mallet in order to sort of bash it into place. This is just awful. Which is just a weird thing to do in front of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't take your aggression out in this way, dude. Yeah, it's very performative. It's like, no one wants to see this. Yeah, like, if you're going to beat off in public, you know, at least (laughs) find climax. (laughs) Yeah, at least... See it through. Yeah, right? That was the main problem I had with this date. It was like, nobody came. Nobody came. That's exactly (laughs) the problem. Uh, Mac and James turn out to be the winning pair. Mm -hmm. And then Osha reveals the final challenge in the inaugural Bachelorette Real Man Games. The men gather to watch as Mac and James are positioned in front of these two stations where Osha explains the challenge to them. It's what brought man and woman down from out of the trees. The ability to make fire doing in the trees not sure is it warmer up there oh hot air goes ah uh, yeah mm-hmm. the fundamental ability of life on our planet itself also it's an important part of every season of australian survivor which has been rating better than the bachelor and the bachelorette for a couple of years now that was a strange part for him to very confess odd that. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 let me uh point out a couple of things here okay firstly this is our third break Third break of yeah, the Bachelorette the man, man games, games have taken up the first like forty five minutes or so at this point. It's awful. I'm yeah. so through with these man games until we get to the quest for fire. <laughs> <laughs> this is right up your alley. This is the final four tiebreaker challenge in any given season of Survivor. There's a very specific set of circumstances that gives rise to this challenge being needed, and it is when there is a tie vote at the final four. Right. You so- might remember uh, most recently season thirty of Survivor. Uh, which was blue collar, white collar, no collar. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike Holloway. No, uh, American Samoa. Different thing. Different thing. Different mm-hmm. thing. Mike Holloway, uh, the eventual winner. Mm, you, Mike Holloway. Yeah, lost. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No more jokes. You can get through Stop your it. thing. Stop it. Stop it. He uh, intentionally tied the vote uh, at this challenge. This very challenge. He intentionally tied it. Yeah, he tied the vote to make the two other contestants go to this tie-breaking challenge, and. It took them so long to light the fire that it demonstrated how pathetic that they truly were. And Mike Holloway walked away the winner. Wow. It was dope. Very cool. Yeah. So who are you saying that there's like a tie in some way between uh, uh, Mac and James? Well, they've been on the same team this whole time. 
but like in the actual bachelorette competition. Oh, are they on the same level? No, I think that James is a little bit higher up. I think you might be right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, They are given flint um, as well as kindling and firewood and stuff. So it's not necessarily like who can do fire the same way that Survivor is. Well, this one in the Final Four Challenge, you do get flint. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, James gets his fire going pretty quickly whilst Max seems to struggle. But they have to build a stack of wood, um, which will sort of pile up and light a rope that is on top of, like, laid across the top of it. Uh-huh. So Mac feels like he might still have some time. Uh, however, he doesn't even manage to get a flame going before James wins the inaugural Bachelorette Real Man Games. The boys all cheer and they play this triumphant, like, gladiatorial music mm. uh, over the top of it. And they're all fucking fist bumping and stuff. The only thing, so James is kind of okay. Yeah. Um, and I like that he was willing to make a big idiot of himself as Friar Tuck in the previous challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, previous group date, rather. Uh, and he, in my opinion, is one of the few acceptable winners of this challenge. Sure. Um, as Because he is the, one of the uh, like least obtusely like stereotypically masculine. Totally, yeah. That's actually a note that I had already written about a future part, which is like, yeah, he's he's like, if anyone is going to be crowned like the manliest, you can see it going so much worse if they gave it to somebody like Sam or whatever, yeah. who would just brag about it and yeah. get a real heel. Uh, yeah, James, I, you know, is not, you know, in every single way, your traditional model of masculinity. So it's nice, you know, for like the Shire one or whatever. Mm. Shire Tuck? Oh. Shia Tuck, hello, I like Shia that. Shia LaBeouf. La- okay, <laughs> get out. We cut to a bachelor couch where Sophie and James relax with a blanket and a glass of white. Yes. In VO, Sophie says, it's so attractive to see someone talented and he's good at everything. He's like Tarzan, but with a calculator. She says that he is uh, like Superman. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, um, and then in a previous uh, one-on-one date with Jared, she called him my hero. Mm, that's interesting. I wonder if she's just really into the like blockbuster movies that maybe yeah yeah or yeah. loves that uh song by the Foo Fighters and then that other song Three Days Down. Yeah 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 yeah. Uh, it is interesting though that she kind of seems to be like uh a bit in distress and looking for a hero. Mm. Perhaps everyone's she's holding a hero. out for a hero, as the soundtrack to <laughs> Shrek Two will tell you. <laughs> Um, James asks what gets Sophie really excited and she says trying new things and taking risks. She says she's been singing since she was eight. Um, I think I've learned to be confident, but I'm a lot shyer than people think. Uh, and yeah, obviously James's shtick was that he was the shy one, but they both seem to be clicking in together on this pretty yeah, nicely. Yeah. Sophie pulls out a rose and praises him for being a Superman. Mm-hmm. There it is. I think, yeah, I think she said, um... And watch me Superman that hoe now, <laughs> which was weird. I th- yeah, yeah, it was came weird. out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then the worst thing happens, uh, and it's this. Sophie says, "I'm just waiting to," and she's like praising him. She's saying how good that he is. Yeah, um, and she says, "I'm just waiting to hear like at night you dress as a lady or something because you're pretty perfect." Hey, Sophie, come on, fuck you. Uh, absolutely yeah. get fucked. Thank you. Uh, and then James says, no, that's Jared. Uh, hey, James, also fuck you. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. I'm sorry to both of you, but fuck you for saying that. Yeah, it's not cool, dudes. Like, she's just waiting to hear that you dress as a lady or, like, sometimes you remove some clothing and serve some drinks to tradies on a oh, Wednesday night at the pub. No! Say it ain't so. Say it ain't so. Mm. Come on. Up next, Sam 
It doesn't get better. Sam is still bothering everybody with his chat about his two dates promised by the DDR. Um, I, 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 uh, but rather than a date card, I guess they just ran out of date cards this week. Huh? Yeah. Um, there's no date card. We see Sophie herself. She is dressed in a red coat and she approaches and asks Sam on the first of their dates. DDR dates. The DDR dates, yeah. Um, so they bust out the dance pad. Um, they select their favorite tunes and uh, away they go. Sophie's on expert mode. Sam, easy. Ah. Um, so we recap Sam's first impression, where his three nephews gave him a good character reference. And Sophie says, he lost me a bit at that first group date, which I think is code for, I can't say how I really feel about this scrub because I promised him two dates, but believe you me, there's going to be a confrontation at some point. Um, they hop into a car, they open up the sunroof and go for a drive through rural New South Wales. Sam attempts to impress Sophie Monk with his Tom Cruise impression. Uh, and Sophie plays along. I think hers was actually a little bit better than his. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Have you got one? I don't have a no, Tom Cruise neither impression. neither do I. I'm no. glad. Um, I do want to ask, is this the Jordan date? What do you mean? Well, Jordan in the first episode. No, it's true, but he was like, my dream date with Sophie would just be to get in the car. Take a drive to nowhere. drive to nowhere. You could be right. And Sophie's sitting in the car being like, the best way to get to know someone is over a long drive. That's true. What happened? Yeah, I don't know. Jordan. Were they meant to be? Maybe Jordan, like, pissed off somebody on the star, like, you know, behind the scenes or whatever. And yeah, they yeah. just decided they had to send him home or something. Weird. Broke his leg or some shit. I mean, no matter what Jordan was really like, I'm sure he was a better person than Sam. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Jordan did do the weird thing with the blindfold and the kiss and the runaway. Look, that was weird. But also, like, I don't know that was him. Yeah. A lot of the props and stuff when they first come out of the limo, I feel like that's just shoved onto them. Yeah. I, like, I don't necessarily know that Eden... Like, was given... Like, came with the boombox, I mean? He was probably given it. He was dressed in the outfit. Uh, he also had the moves ready. To <laughs> yeah. Go. Yeah, you're right. Eden sucked. Uh, Sophie drops a one-word hint for their date, sugar. And it turns out that they're going to a very fancy-schmancy kitchen where that they where they will cook Sophie's favorite dessert, red velvet cupcakes. And when we were watching this, I was like, is this mm. the exact same kitchen that Tara and Maddie J went to last season? It does look awfully familiar, doesn't it? It looks, like, identical to me. Can we rewind now and think about Tara uh, as her edit unfolded for a second? Because I'm just thinking about it now, and it almost feels like Tara was a bit of a warm-up for Sophie Monk. Interesting. Because Tara has more of that, like, real girl, quote-unquote, like, sort of girl next... I guess, well, well, I don't know. Yeah, like, like they share similarities. Yeah, Yeah, they're not just, like, it's not they're both from the Gold Coast, but more like they share that sense of fun and that blunt straightforwardness i think you're right i think like I think tara got a glowing edit because yeah. they knew sophie was coming out that makes a lot of sense to me yeah and it's a drag because that might not mean that we get any more of tara and it also means we might not get any other characters like this for mm-hmm. a little while because maybe they've like used it all up or whatever but also maybe the popularity of this season of bachelorette will mean that we have more people who are kind of like this or I, I I still kind of feel like I like Tara a little better than Sophie Monk. Me too. Um, because Sophie Monk is a very famous celebrity and I can't relate to that as easily as I can relate to Tara. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Um, but Tara, yeah, I, I, would I would love would to say, see yeah. the spotlighting of more people who are like this and, and treating people nicely the way that Tara and Sophie have both been treated on the show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I would say that Tara 
you know, really injected some magic into the day and events, you know? Uh, that's what Apollo does. Or is it what Sam does? Oh, yeah. Let's find out. Uh, yeah, meat watch again. Cake's not vegan. First thing they get is eggs. Oh. Sorry, guys. None for me. Um, cooking is actually an absolute nightmare, says Sam. Uh, it's not actually. You just need to like try. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, they they put the cupcakes in the oven, and then Sophie immediately pulls out some that were prepared earlier, <laughs> um, which is hilarious and fun. Um, I like this fourth wall breaking stuff. I don't think Sam necessarily deserves it. I feel like she would find a more receptive audience elsewhere. Yeah. Um, Sophie's hoping to break through the laughter and get to know the real Sam. But the cupcake portion of the date is really mostly just jokey stuff, and I really don't find Sam very funny. That's the problem. Yeah, he He's is. I, I will stand He's by the oaf. fact that he is a Walking Family Guy episode. Like, yeah. the only funny things he ever does are just references to other things. Yes, I think, and even then, they're not very funny. It's just you know, it makes you think of something that you enjoyed. Uh, still, they sit at a batchy couch. Uh, to drink some cocktails, which appear to be made of Baileys and vodka. Yeah. Is that an established cocktail? Don't know. Uh, not vegan, I'll say that. Uh, and, and they <laughs> chat properly. Sam says he's still just a dude who's nervous on his first date. Um, so she asks what he brings to a relationship, and he says, I don't know what it is. Call it magic dust or something. It's but I, called I know that I have a it. white Russian. <laughs> is that what a white Russian is, really? It is. Isn't there other stuff in that? A drink made with Baileys, vodka, yep, Kahlua. Right. That's it. Didn't see any. Didn't see any Kalulu. No. Oh, okay. So that's just it. Oh my God, I just remembered the most important topic. Forget all this bachelor nonsense. Uh-huh. Oh my God, I want to give a big shout out to Footscray Coles because they're carrying the new Coca-Cola No Sugar with coffee. Oh, wow. I'm pepped up by it as we speak. I forgot to mention my body is... Full of it. I'm powered <laughs> exclusively by it. I have seen a huge change in your uh, like demeanor and appearance in the last like thirty seconds. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I'm a new man. I, lo- I looked around all afternoon trying to find it elsewhere. Nowhere. Footray Coles, you got me. Well done. Yep. <laughs> oh, what about a Bailey's Martini? I think that might be what it is. Oh, that could be it. Yeah. Sorry. I just, I just, just for a little context, like they did some stuff to Coke Zero recently. They messed with it. They changed the formula. They changed the name. And I'm still kind of... The scars are still kind of healing. Yeah. But this new Coke Zero Sugar Plus Coffee, it's like the, a love letter to me. <laughs> you know? So anyway, I just want to say Coca-Cola Amateur, thank you for looking out for me. I really appreciate it. It's so good. I'm it's so no happy for you, It's like no one gigantic mega company has got my back. <laughs> one gigantic uh, compu global, global hyper, hyper mega. mega. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Have you seen... How do you say it? Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> Remember we did an episode at 4 a.m. and it was more intelligible than that, <laughs> that little clip? Um, it wasn't. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, have you seen the Compu Global Hyper Meganet thread about Friends or Rom? No, what's it? It's I from today. Okay. Um, so if you go back uh, into Compu Global Hyper Meganet and there's a ton of Friends or Rom themed Simpsons shit posts. Amazing. It's really good. It sounds it's very good. It's so funny. I'll show you some later, but yeah. if you are listening to this right now, please don't pause the podcast, but go into your Facebook or go into your Google app yeah. and uh, type into the Google box CompuGlobal HyperMeganet Simpsons Bird Attack um, <laughs> Johnny Ramone was a fucking good bloke. Uh, or was in a fucking good band, it, but he's he was not a, a fun. Good yeah, 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 yeah. 
anyway, Sophie says uh, all she wants to do is make people happy. Uh, and Sam says, I might come across as goofy and funny some of the time, but I can easily switch that off. Um, like, please do, Sam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Can we switch it can off? Can we just switch it off permanently? Can we maybe switch off some of the other major functions of your like, <laughs> <laughs> CPU or whatever? Like, you know, at the end of 2001. Yeah, there's too much RAM that's happening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's uh, taking up too much of the hard drive. Yeah. Um, Sophie praises him on making her feel comfortable. She offers him a red rose. Um, they share a tiny little cheek kiss. Which I don't have a small kiss sound effect, but ah. uh, and they cheers to the beginning of their shitty little romance that I hope ends soon. Same. And we cut to the cocktail party. Wait, wait, wait. We got to talk about the thing where Sam said that he brings the, the magic. Oh yeah. Did you have more comments about him bringing magic? Yeah. I mean, all, like, I mean, all I wanted to say is like that's Apollo's whole thing. Don't fucking muscle in on Apollo's whole thing. It's whole. It, it is Apollo's whole thing, and it's interesting that he thinks that he can just bring magic dust to something like. In the nineties, if you wanted to bring magic dirt to something, you had to you had to add a liter of water at the very least. <laughs> you know the crazy thing about that magic dirt? Yeah, yeah. Is like you get it on your jeans. You don't have to wash them for like three months or more. <laughs> no, no, that's ice magic. Well, oh right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah it yeah. just sets dry on your jeans, that's and you're true. like, you oh, you're good to right go. Off. Yeah, you flake it right off. <laughs> That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Ah, good. And we cut to the cocktail party. In walk Sam and Sophie. And soon Sophie is being stolen away by the boys again. Jared being so competitive. Yeah. Sophie's a vision. She's so fucking good looking and she looks beautiful and I'm so happy to see her. I like to look at her. And then there's Jared. Yeah. And then there's Sam. Mm. Um, we do get a cute moment with Apollo, um, who offers Sophie his jacket. Uh, and then she notices in the pocket of it, there's a fork. Yeah. Like, what are you doing with a fork in your jacket? And then he does a few little magic fork tricks. A few little kin- kinesis-y kind of things. Yeah. It's cool. It's like, it's not, it's, there is no fork. It is your mind ah. that bends. Um, he, yeah, he, uh, the, the tricks are good. I like these tricks. It's funny. And they're, they're bending in weird ways. And, he, and she's like, I, I think I'm on drugs. Did you slip something in my, what? And he's like, yes. He's, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> One of the men goes, oh, he's doing the fork thing. Which is so, <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Oh, yeah, this thing. Uh, yeah, waiting for that to come out. Uh-huh. Yeah. We've seen the fucking oh, fork no. thing. Oh, God. Not the fork thing. <laughs> We're all toast. Uh, he's really good at magic, though. Jared's off screen, like, bending a fork into four different directions. <laughs> like <laughs> He's trying to bend a knife. He's yeah, like, I yeah. could do it, too. I can fucking do it, too. <laughs> and I won't stop off. until I've bent every prong of this fucking fork. No, he's, <laughs> he's like sharpening a knife. He's like, I've got a magic trick, too. <laughs> 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 um, so he says, Apollo says it's one of the first times he's ever used magic to get a girl's attention, which is just impossible. Looking like that, no, doing no, no. that for work. No, 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 no. I don't know. I don't know. No. And I don't have a problem with it, but like, so let's no, 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 not. No. Let's you know, just not let's lie. Not, yeah. Let's not do that. Uh, she says, if you can turn water into wine, then I'll marry you, which <laughs> is fun. Yep. Um, we focus on Apollo's ability and passion for making people smile, whether they're eight or 80 years of age. Uh, this reads like a business card, but also like, it's nice. It's nice. Uh, I'm not buying it with Apollo and Sophie. He's too what? young. Oh, well, yeah. I don't... Uh, yeah, the, the two of them... Years in no, between yeah. them. He's definitely much better suited to somebody like... XRN. <laughs> um, she likes that despite Apollo's talent and handsomeness, he doesn't seem to be chasing fame. 
which is good. Like the lofty heights of professional magic, are <laughs> so tempting. But uh, it's nice to know he's he's in this for the art. Well, the thing is, like, if you want to be a professional magician in the year 2017, you've got to inject it with an element of something else, like David Copperfield, David Blaine. He's pretty much got to change his name to David. I think that's probably a key. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, there's also Penn and Teller, mm. um, but, like... Chris all Angel. Them, yeah, Chris Angel. Like, so all the things here, like, David Copperfield, Chris Angel, David Blaine... Mm-hmm. All, like, weird, dangerous dudes, right? Yeah. Like, there's some weird shit going on there. Mind freak! Yes, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, don't know about Copperfield. Just throw him in there. Mm. Penn and Teller. Teller doesn't even say a fucking word. Yeah, it's true. He's got a pretty easy ride. He's got, a like, a sweet deal. He yeah. just stands there and is silent and is, like, does some magic sometimes while Penn says some smart shit mm. and does some magic. I will say, that's kind of my role in this podcast. That's not correct. Like, I kind of just... Do some magic every now and then, uh, and uh, <laughs> I feel like that's my role as the color commentator. Uh, well, you could be right. Yeah. Well, it's all good. Five stars everywhere. I feel like I inject some magic. Uh, <laughs> just call it magic dust, you know? Okay. Just right. call it like mm, uh, cocaine or you, do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Jared has organized quote a little something something <laughs> for tonight because he has this very practiced and deliberate way of speaking which doesn't cope well with slang. Do you think Jared went to June Daly Watkins? Excuse me, what's that? The school for uh treating uh proper ladies? Oh, like, yeah. Like you know the proper lady school it teaches you how to be a proper lady? Yeah, Miss Peregrine's home for peculiar children. Yeah, I yeah, know yeah, what yeah. Yeah, about. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um everyone's the favorite series Tim Burton of unfortunate movie. events. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah, he's brought out something special for tonight. It is two pots. Labeled with both of their names, uh, and he says they're going to grow some violets together, and the flowers can grow while their relationship does too. Max is beating his microphone against his forehead, and I would be doing the same if I wasn't trying to keep this podcast afloat. Uh, it's pretty bad. Oh, this is just a bad one from Jared. Yeah, yeah, swinging a miss, I reckon. Pick it up, son. Uh, he says, uh, pick it up. He says he and his mum like hanging out in the herb garden together. Yeah. Which, like, the mum connection is not great. Um, <sighs> Jared yeah. looks like Shane Warne fuck Glenn McGrath. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I know who those people are and what they look like. Uh, it's not It's not a ringing endorsement. They're just two famous Australian cricketers, arguably two of the best bowlers of all time. Sure. Um, well, they haven't seen me. Yeah, I haven't seen you bowl either. Exactly. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm pretty good at temp bowling, so okay. I feel like that would transfer over. You use the bumpers? All right, I'm pretty good at wee bowling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Max, last time I had two pots, I almost passed out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pint guy myself. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, I, oh, oh, I didn't even think. Full circle. Wow, hey. Um, Sophie says that she is bad with plants. In fact, recently she killed a cactus, which she didn't think you could even do. But she says, yeah, I want to see what sprouts. <laughs> um, that cactus was cactus. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I guess if you if you, if you you relate to or if you like the fact that Jared owns a winery, um, <laughs> then maybe this little plant metaphor will do something for you. For me, I'm like, just, <laughs> yeah. that's enough. He hasn't done anything to stop creeping me out. And then the fact that he's also like very, very wealthy. I just, you know, it's, uh, it feels like he's the kind of dude who uses money to overcompensate for the fact that he doesn't have a personality. Yeah, he's not a very substantial guy, but he's got a substantial bank balance. And has been in the army for 12 years and thinks that this is the correct way to behave when, in yeah. fact, maybe that is a little bit antiquated, Jared. Yeah. Stop it. He's 
got this idea of women as like a queen that yeah. needs to tamper. It's just like mm. murky waters. Maybe he'll get sent home at the rose ceremony. Who knows? Who Let's knows? go. Let's check in. He doesn't. Um, Sam and James are safe with roses, but of the ten men without a rose, one will be going home. And uh, yeah, Jared gets the first rose this week, actually. Um, Jazz, ah, Jazz, come on. It comes down to Ryan and Bingham, and Ryan is saved at the last moment. Ryan Bingham is like a country artist. (laughs) I think you're right. (laughs) Um, Yeah, uh, Ryan is saved at the last moment because tension is everything on this show, and Bingham is not Bringham any. And so, Bingham, so named because you have to search online which one he was. Good. uh, Tells her he enjoyed every second of it. Um, and she says good. Yeah, she says good. Because <laughs> like, none of those seconds were spent with her. No, no, she no. She has no <laughs> tie to him at all. I know. And the crazy thing is, like, he gives the boys a big send-off, and the boys give him a standing ovation. <laughs> yeah, they're like, Bingham, you've done us proud. You've done a great job, Bingy. Yeah, way better than Ask Jeeves them ever did. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there you have it. Uh, next week, there are, as we mentioned, four intruders. Uh, and all of them are older than all of the boys currently on the show, which is good because some of these boys are like 23, 24 years old. Yeah. And it seems like we might get some like fairly good, strong yeah. potential shit happening here. I mean, the oldest one there now is Mac, who's like 34 or 35. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. All got. Um, there's, I think Jared is 31, maybe. Yeah. Luke's in his 30s, too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it'll, it'll be nice, I think, um, to, to have some fresh blood. I think often intruders are used as kind of a distraction yeah. or just something to stretch the series out. But I think based on the fact that we're getting to know these people so early, like it's only, this is the third week that we'll meet them in, yeah. uh, means that they won't be treated that differently necessarily. And I hope not. And uh, hopefully they'll just inject some good life into the competition and, and there'll be some potentially good picks in there. Yeah, I hope that we don't get any villains. Yeah, exactly. We've got more than enough. We've got an embarrassment. Yeah, we are rich in villains. Yeah. Um, in so the same way that Jared is rich in money and wine. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, and like foot stuff. Yeah. Mm. But that, oh, Grapefoot. Yeah. <laughs> grapefoot. Oh, I forgot to call him that. Oh, that's okay. Sorry, we'll go back. We'll do it again. Um, <laughs> sorry. So at the cocktail party. Cloud control. At the, uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, guys, that's the end of our coverage for this week. Thanks again for listening to our podcast. Um, a funny thing about this show, me and my friend Max actually did come here to make friends. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so we, we would like to encourage you, if you'd like to, uh, drop us a review, give us some feedback, get in touch with the show, do some of that stuff, because that's really a big part of the reason why we keep doing it. And we love getting the podcast out to more people. So if you get the chance to go on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh-huh. Uh, leave some feedback. I know, like, you don't read those reviews. Nobody reads those fucking no, no, reviews. No, no. Just but, well, actually, we, we read them and they're very nice. But, like, yeah. but, but but for some reason, the algorithm has worked out in such a way that that does good things for us. So, please. It's beautiful. We also, we're on social media everywhere okay. at BOHpod. And okay. that's a good time. We like live tweeting episodes you. and stuff. Um, so, get yeah. amongst it. Okay. Um, Max, you're going to America. I am. So next week's episode will be maybe a little bit late or at least a little bit different. Yeah. Hopefully uh, we'll be able to do it over Skype and it'll be great. Yes. Yeah. Um, we hope you guys are having a good time watching the show. Please uh, please take care of yourselves and of each other. And please take the time now to say goodbye to us. Because we love you. Because we love you. Bye. 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 Bye.